in three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned in to Let's Talk Battle Rap Podcast, the Battle Rap Podcast of the world, Craig. Oh, man, I know it's been a minute since y'all heard my voice, but I'm back in a building, y'all, and it's a pleasure to recap this Summer Madness 12 with my main, my main, my main, my main, my main, man. France, man, this feels like old time, my dude, man. Listen, man, this is uh, this is vintage territory here, man. You know what I'm saying? But this isn't going to be a one-off to everybody listening. My man is back with the full five jersey. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Uh, I'm back from North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, Vlad, I, I want to say to you, welcome back to the pod and world, man. Everybody at LTBR has missed you. Everybody in the culture has missed you. All of our degenerates and supporters have missed you. And since you left, uh, we have at least doubled in size, doubled in audience. So there's hey, going to be yeah. new people that actually don't know who you are. You're like, you're, some people, you might be new era LTBR. <laughs> so some of like the, the old myth <laughs> to the new people like, man, who's this cat, man? I don't know who this dude is. Nah, man, LTBR OGs, man. So, nah, it's just good to be back. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, uh, man, I can't even express it, bro. It's just a good feeling. I'm ready to get this mic cracking. You know what I'm saying? It might sound a little off for a little second. Get my, my, my legs back. You know when MJ came back, it took him a little hot second, but it's all good though, man. It just feels good to be to be kicking it again. Now listen, man, I'm I'm so happy to have you back. And normally I'm so used to you asking me how I've been, right? Because like you I'm the, the battle rap nerd degenerate that wants to get straight into the, the, the details of things. You're the one that's like, let's balance some life in here, man. Let's we're human. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But now I'm gonna ask you, man, how have you been, man? You know, the people have not heard from you in quite some time. And I just want to give a little bit of a quick backstory for anybody that's brand new listening to the to the podcast and may not be familiar with Vlad. Vlad's my partner, man. Vlad's been here since 2018, March, when he came to the studio and I only had four episodes into the show. He said, Man, we're gonna rock this thing, all right? pause and then we took this thing to the next level together you know what i'm saying uh we've been through the trenches many many nights spent together many road trips many events together to the point where you know we put up 200 podcasts on the board and we ain't see you done <laughs> and here we are now man they cutting the checks and i saw my man hey put that four or five jersey back on i got something nice for you and here you are vlad tell the people how you've been since you've been gone man yo man i've been fantastic my son turned two this year, and I feel like he's going 12, bro. Like, he's just so, you know, he's so hyped up, man. He's just, like, mad athletic, climbing on everything. He's everywhere, and it's, like, it's just been a joy just seeing him grow up and stuff. Like, it's just it's crazy, bro. Like, parenthood is just, it ain't nothing you can prepare for, you know what I'm saying? But it's just the joy that you just got to experience, you know, and then you'll, you'll get it once you go through it. But it's just been, it's been dope, man. It's been real dope. It's also been dope just being on the sidelines, just being like a regular consumer of battle rap. Like, cause you know, man, we, like you said, we were hardcore, like in the trenches and, and biking clubs in Staten Island, being in North Philly places we have no business being in, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, just to sit back and go, Oh, I'll check it out. 
ah, who's on the card? Do I want to check it out? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it was just, it was just ill being just a casual and not a hardcore degenerate. Man, oh man, oh man. I've seen things that change in the culture too, man. Oh, well, what are some of the changes you've seen from afar? Oh, no, no, no. We'll, we'll get into all that. We'll get into all that as time develops. But I'm just letting you know, like, things mm. just, like, it, it just moves right. so fast, bro. Like, it moves so fast, bro. Well, there you have it, man. He planted a nice little seed. He'll spin the block on that later. <laughs> I like yes, this. Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, you know, we, we, we brought you back out for the big guns. He said, ah, don't give me no boy legacies. Don't give me no super fights. France, you call me when it's summer madness. Word, man. I told you, man. <laughs> I don't want no chitlin circuit. You know what I'm saying? No, no, I'm just kidding, man. No, but I was like, what better time to come back than summer madness, man? It's like the, the marquee and URL's crown. So I'm like, let's do it, man. We're going to do a grand reopening. It's got to be grand. So what grander event to do it for? Yeah, man, the company LTBR as a whole started back in 2017. We've been covering Summer Madness together since Summer Madness 7. Five years later, Summer Madness 12, here we are, man. I'm really excited as a whole that, you know, URL's got 12 of these things in the books. Uh, There's a lot to talk about with this card, a lot to get into. We'll start off with like this, man, 1 through 10, Summer Madness 10. How did you rate it? What was your viewership experience like? And then we'll get into some of the battles in between it all. I, yeah, man, I got to be honest. I'm going to rate this thing. I mean, uh, all in all, there was something to take from every battle. So you can't be mad at that, good or bad. But as just as an entire viewing experience, I'll cap it off maybe at like a six. You know what I mean? Like six, six and a half at the most. Like, yeah, it wasn't like anything to too crazy, but it wasn't it wasn't the worst thing ever. I was like, all right, now I'm here. I'm like. I was a little shocked. We went back to the old school seven, eight hour vet days, man. Like, bruh, bruh, I barely made it through Easy and Calico. Oh, zero. Like, that show was crazy, man. Bruh, look, man, uh, covering events at this point for us has become transactional, which I still love. Don't get it twisted. I'm not saying that I don't love it. It's just, I know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in for a shift, all right? The event starts at three. Uh, I'm here for at least six, seven, eight hour event and a, a two post hour uh, post game show for the event. My night didn't end till one, but that's fine for the love of battle rap, for the love of covering this and for the love of talking to the people, because I love to hear what the people think. I got to uh, post on Twitter. How did you guys rate the event? There's a lot of tough critics out there, man. People were saying threes, fours, fives. I didn't agree Ooh. with it. Um, but seven is the absolute ceiling for this event. I rate it as a right. 6.5. Okay, all right. So we still we still on the same frequency for sure. Feel definitely. It, it wasn't the worst thing ever. It wasn't number yeah, it wasn't SF7. You know what I'm saying? Are you all right? Yeah, all right. <laughs> the night started off with a crucible surprise battle. Start off with Zeta Dropout and Soflair Soul. I want to make sure we get his name right because Caffeine said it wrong. So a lot of people might have gotten it wrong. And, uh, you know, when I'm for, when I'm unfamiliar with people, I think it's bad because I'm in the trenches. I'm, I'm a degenerate. Um, but I have so heard. What's the brother's name? What is his name? Soflair Soul. Soflair Soul. I thought they called him Soflair Soleil. 
So you might you might be look and so Flair, if you're listening to this, I apologize if we're getting it wrong. I just want to let you know this much though. You did make your name be known. So whether they call you Soul of Flair, Sue Flair, Soul Flair, Soul Flair, Soleil, they're gonna get it right and they're gonna remember you because you were the guy that showed up, the crucible that made Sue it to Flair. summer madness. And Sue you Flair, you know, Flair. You know, rocked up, man. I'm not gonna lie, he did all right up there. Yeah, I, I wasn't mad at him, man. I, I wasn't mad at him. See the drop out. Oh man, my man learned a tough lesson, man. That was a yo. But talk about the fact these dudes got to open up summer madness not on caffeine. Like this wasn't just a house show thing. Like this wasn't just for the people in attendance. Like all right, let's warm y'all up. Here come the fluffers. You know what I'm saying? And they get no light on actual, you know, caffeine. Which. Still, you get the experience of being on Summer Madness. Maybe the people don't see you at home, but you still take a lot from that experience. But the fact that they got the bonus that the people actually got to see them is crazy, for, especially for... I've never, of course, we heard of Zeta Dropout. He's on DNA's management team. And I mean, as far as management goes, like DNA got homeboy on Summer Madness, like his first year under the management wing. Like, that's crazy, you know? But, man... It was a it was a rough night for Z to drop out though, brother. It was a very rough night for Z to drop out. Uh, I mean, he made his appearance first on Kings and Queens as the White Jesus, and he did the cheat code, right? He did the let me be the white guy to pop in somebody's round like T top. No, 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 not just somebody. He debuted in the middle of a Charlie Clips battle with Clips was fire. Like this is crazy. This is an automatic. If it hits YouTube, million plus eyes that are going to be looking at you. So not just anyone, Charlie Clips. Fair enough. And so he he rocked he kind of rocked that room out. But obviously at that moment it's just like a just a taste test, right? So like we got a little bit familiar with him. I'm not gonna lie to you though. I don't think the surprise was the issue. I just think it's just we don't really know what's going on with the Crucible. You know what I'm saying? Season one kind of ended a little fuzzy. We know Kid Slade won, but we never really got to see the end of the whole end of all three phases. There was no big like announcement. The, The tracking of it's a bit tough um and crucible season two like they started dropping some of those battles this week um from a couple cities see the drop i went to champion obviously laid that little easter egg before his appearance so it's more of like we don't know who these guys are as opposed to we're upset we got a surprise because i feel like if it would have been like kids slater stumbles somebody we're more familiar with getting that one rounder we're not upset at it you know what i mean absolutely i think the fact is people weren't invested into this battle at all so if you don't know anyone, it's hard to get invested. And then, you know, we come from a culture where it's like, impress me. It's not like we're sitting there just arms open, like, oh, whatever you got, we'll accept it. It's like, no, we don't know y'all. We're expecting to see Danny and Fonz right now. Y'all better impress us. And if they've never seen you before or they're not that familiar, they're not going to be invested. So you got to take that into consideration, too, when crafting your material. Like, you got to just... Get in there, drop a few bombs, and then get out before the tides turn. And unfortunately for Z to drop out, he just started rapping a little too long, man. I got to tell you, France, I was actually eating dinner while Z started rapping, right? So I wasn't watching it. I was only listening to it. And I'm like, man, it sounds like Mike P a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've heard it before, but I'm like not watching it. It's a it's a definitely a similar cadence and vocal tone, but the material is different. So I'll give them that. You know, you can separate that over time. 
Um, and just listening to it, I'm like, yo, he's losing them. He's losing them. As I'm stuffing the mac and cheese in my mouth, I'm like, he's losing them right now. And you can hear the other dude, uh, LaFleur, is just telling him, no, go on ahead. Don't stop him. Don't stop him. <laughs> Let him keep losing momentum. Let him keep losing momentum. <laughs> Let him- I'm learning everything watching him go first. Let him go first. <laughs> he's like, let him keep dying. Let them hate him. And I'm going to shave about a minute off my material and end on the haymaker and be out. Like, and that was that was a great move, man, by letting him hang himself. And, he, and yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by LaFleur. Like that dude was all right. Like, you know, like I said, I was just listening to him and um and I was like, I had no idea what he looked like or if I've ever seen him before or anything like that. And I was just like, yo, off the bars alone, I said he gets it. The the, the pacing and the timing was made for a big crowd. So I really enjoyed listening to him, and he won, man. He ended on that big haymaker, and he said, you know what? I'm not even going to test this crowd. I'm not going to let them turn against me. You know, he could have got his Twitter handle out a little bit more smoothly. <laughs> but other than that, like, he was dope, man. He did what he was supposed to do. He he got his objective completed. He understood the assignment and was out. I ain't mad at him. Yeah, he, he fully capitalized off the opportunity. His pacing was pretty good. Uh, his delivery was good up there too, you know what I mean? So job well done for uh Soufflair. I look forward to seeing more of him. Uh, also, the social media handle, I can't remember it. Make it a little bit more accessible. Make it simple, man. It'll, it'll save your life. Like you can say it as easy as possible. People can find you, follow you, because at this point in time, social media is king, man. Yeah. Oh, so I also gotta add, he had um great vocal projection, great clarity, also. So for two rookies, um, especially one that I've never heard of before, like definitely did your thing, man. Keep building on that. Take this as a, you know, a little mini trophy, a little championship nugget, you know, in your ring and continue to build from that. Hope to see you again. Perfect, man. And then so they were the appetizer night and they set it off for Danny Myers. The appetizer. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got boss friends, the appetizer. <laughs> I got one. I see what you're trying to do there, man. You ain't slick, man. All right, all right, cool. I'm glad you like that one. So then we get to Danny Myers and Fonz, a rescheduled battle that was supposed to go down at Battle of the Bayou and Nola and uh, got rescheduled a couple of weeks later onto Summer Madness 12. Danny making a Summer Madness debut. Fonz making a Summer Madness debut. And before we even get to the battle, I know, everybody, I know I had an article about Fonz that said Fonz is made for the big stage. Well, guess what? It's all right. I'm here to eat crow, all right? I was wrong. I'm sorry I was wrong. But you know what? I don't regret being wrong because Fonz has showed me great material all year long, all right? Like, Fonz has some of my favorite punches this year. I was actually kind of shocked that he did not find a way to connect better with the crowd. That was my first takeaway from the battle. Vlad, how do how do we assess Danny Myers and Fonz? I'll let you kick it off from there. Oh, man. First, I got to say, I was definitely expecting more from this battle. You know, seeing how Fonz has gone crazy, and I know the level of his punches and the level of his writing, and I've seen him do some explosive stuff. And and also, we know Danny. Danny is going to be Danny no matter what. But there is something I did realize, man, in this battle. Danny going first and not capitalizing off of a rebuttal, like, it's just a different viewing experience. And if he doesn't start off, like, just landing them, it's like you almost feel like you're being cheated as a viewer at this point, and it's just not hitting the same. 
his first round was all right. Like it was nothing that, you know, knocked my socks off or anything like that. But I was just like, Danny looked different, man. And um, Fonz, it took Fonz a minute to get heated. It's like he was out there just throwing them out there. And it was like, oh, man, that one ain't stick. That one ain't stick. But towards the end of his round, he definitely started cooking. And he got on fire towards the end of it. And I was like, all right, Fonz, all right. But I got to say, man, I wasn't impressed on a whole by either of their first rounds, especially considering these are two of my favorites. And, you know, Danny comes out with the rebuttal. It was one for two, you know, say one for two. And then he did his thing. Second round was cool. And then Bonds tried to match it. And I don't know, man. It's just like the material, he was writing some decent stuff, but it's just like the timing. It's like with battle rap, there's a formula. And you got to say the right things the right way at the right time. And maybe he was saying the right things, but maybe he wasn't saying it the right way, or he wasn't look, dropping them at the right time, one or the other. But this just wasn't the Fonz that I was used to, man. And the third round, you know, more of the same Danny. And then the third round, Fonz, man, I, I, it started off slow. And then towards the end, he got into this, this weird little horn dog bag where he was talking about Vicky and. I don't know, man. He was helping the air. It got a little weird. It got a little crazy. But the fans loved it. So, he, of course, he brought it back, did it again. But I don't know, man. Overall, this was a little a little bit of a letdown of a battle. How do you feel about it? Danny Myers, the first battle rapper to jump off mid-stage in the middle of the round unknown. <laughs> and some madness. I want to know who's throwing these hats. Who threw this hat? Like, who? And how does he keep getting it back? You know what I'm saying? Danny no, no, he tells them to give me my hat back. He throws it at them and then demands to get his hat back. Shout out to him for getting it back. I don't know if anybody can get it back. That's That might be a skill for him. Um, I really did enjoy Danny's second round, though. Uh, that locust hatchet bar he had, amazing. You know what I'm saying? He started hitting a couple pockets. Uh, of course, the rebuttal thing is such a double-edged sword, right? Because you, you he's become such a high-level rebuttaler over the, over the last couple of years that at this point, you're anticipating for him to have a high-level rebuttal almost every battle. And when you know you go one for two, like you said, in the beginning of the second round, it's, it's just like a moment that I was waiting for from you, especially when you look at the London battle, the Av battle, the Nitty battle, the Tay Rock battle, where he was able to create such a steam of momentum from just those rebuttals. It looks like Fonz didn't give him enough content. Maybe he just wasn't in the groove. It happens sometimes to the best of the freestylers out there. My favorite part about the battle, which was kind of outside of the battle, was the timeline. Because Rum Nitty, who's somebody who's rarely ever on Twitter, <laughs> was live tweeting this whole battle. Oh, my gosh. And Rum Nitty couldn't help himself. Like, is this who you guys sent for me? Is this the top that's supposed to be comparing me to? <laughs> oh, man. Like Jordan with the iPad, like just, just scrunching his face. Like, what is happening that's here? Crazy. No, uh, yo, you know what? You know what else I took away from this battle, too? Yeah. Danny went into super intricate mode at a few points, you know, where he does like the mythological rhyming and all that stuff. And I'm like, bro, man, this is summer madness. I understand you got a pen. You know what I'm saying? But these fools want bombs to be dropped, especially after, you know, we had uh, Z and the flare opening up and things got off. This is your opportunity to, like, turn up again and show them what the professionals are all about. And it's also about, like, reading the room. 
And I know that Danny can get mad intricate. And I like that stuff. I like the multis. I like the mythological rhyming and all that. But there's a time and a place for everything. It's just like, I don't know, man. To me, it's like the, the battle that he had versus Tay Rock is perfect material made for big stages with big explosive punchlines and stuff like that. And it's still dope. To, maybe to him it's dumbing down, but there is an art to being able to simplify something but still make it so dope that even the people who love a pen can get enjoyment and entertainment out of it also. So it's like that rock performance that Danny had just duplicated for the big stages. When you're going out to them little Arkansas towns and all that stuff, you can do whatever you want. Like that's the time when you flex and, and get all mythological on them. But when it comes to these big stages in it, shout out to URL. They're getting Danny Myers, the dude who's gotten it out of the mud on the big stages. He did Gnome and Summer Madness. Nothing to complain about, especially for the Yakis Island people now. Danny is part of the rotation. You know what I'm saying? But when you get on that big stage, you got to get that big stage material. You know what I mean? You know, I was having this conversation with um, some of my battle rap buddies today. Shout out to the battle rappers. I don't want to disclose their names, but like it might have just been the case of motivation. I really feel like sometimes battle rappers won't admit it, right? Like there's a match that they might be motivated for. Then when it like after the deposit hits and they start to construct these rounds, they realize <laughs> buyers remorse as they thought they could have possibly been, but it's too late yeah. now. You're committed into this battle. Uh, but Danny's a professional, nonetheless, right? He's going to give you 110%, even when sometimes his material... Oh, yeah, this does not apply to Danny, though, man. That might apply to other people, for sure, and maybe that applies to the, the to the battle that followed this battle, but that yeah. does not apply to Danny at all. Thing, like, I look at Gavin Rock. Those are great Danny Myers. Danny versus Nunnan and Fonz, and they just don't compare, and it makes me wonder if it's just maybe, like, he wasn't didn't have the intensity or desire for none none and Fonz. Plus, none none and none none and I'm sorry, Fonz and Danny has been rescheduled what already three times. Like, put it on a super fight, put it on a, like you already know. Sometimes when battles just keep getting rescheduled, pushed back, every kind of aura around it, it's just like you know, it's about the be, be it. being that you said that maybe he wrote it for a certain crowd beforehand, and then now it's like, you know what. I already got six other battles that I got to do after this battle's been rescheduled. I'm not rewriting it. Maybe it was the same material, but it was written for a different audience, a different venue or something like that. So maybe that maybe that has something to do with it. I'm not sure. He came with no holes and he still got booed. <laughs> no cap. <laughs> Oh, man, Danny, Danny battled Rum Nitty Av, uh, a B Magic battle this year, which was pretty dope. And Fonz, all prominent punches, all in the same year. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I got him yeah. going two and two in that run. Um, I respect it, man. Nah, but shout out to the, no, man. Shout out to the two old guys. Rance, you know, you get old when, like, they're introducing you and you see Danny stretching at the beginning of the battle, <laughs> stretching the quads out the hamstring. And I, I like how Danny came with an entourage. I was like, oh, look at this. Yo, you're the about I was like, hold up. Wait a minute. Like, they got, they got to stop the show. People's walking through. I was like, this is what I'm talking Yo, but, yo, shout out to whoever's in Danny's corner. They got him a little stylist. You know what I'm saying? Danny is now, he's getting, we're getting jiggy Danny now, man. He wore, like, the, the button up on the other joint. 
You know, then he came through with the, the bucket hat with the matching jacket. And he came up there with like the, you know what I mean? Danny's getting a little fresh out there, man. Shout out to him. We got to put his collection of kicks up there too because he'd be rocking some fresh J's. I'd be peeping, man. I'd be peeping. I'd be like, yo, guys, man. You ain't got to throw you up on the, on the rankings of like battle rappers with the, with the fresh kicks all the time. I'll see you, Danny. Danny always got something, something fresh on his feet, man. So uh, after Danny Myers and Fonz, uh, we got the hollow and Averb one-rounder surprise battle. I love the fact they both came out and they both were trying to like... Oh, oh wait a minute. I, I, I had Danny winning the battle, though. Just to, I don't think I, ha- I said who won. But oh, okay. Yeah, I, had, let me, let me I had Danny winning. It was, it was a, I had Danny winning. The battle was a little underwhelming for me, especially from what I expect from both guys. But, you know, it is what it is. I also had Danny first and third. I'm sorry, second and third. Uh, I edged the first to Fonz. I've seen some people edge Fonz the third as well. But I just felt like as a whole uh, overall performance. Those are some freak bowls, man, who, who gave Franz a third. <laughs> yeah, I, kinda, I just like what Danny brought more to the table as a whole. You feel me? Yeah. So then um, after their battle was concluded, we got the Hollow to Don and Averb one-rounder rematch or third round of their two-round classic from 2009. Um, mm-hmm. I love the fact that they kind of put a ribbon on this little – this, this time stamp in history battle that they have amongst themselves. I just love the fact that they came out mic'd up and Smack's like, oh, yo, 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 you want to do it now? I'm like, we see their mics, bro. Like, we can, we can see their mics. Yo, so it was full WWF, man, with Smack. But you know what, though, man? Salute to them for going through with the whole theatrics and all that stuff and selling it, man. But Smack, come on, man. Come on, brother. I got some more stuff for Smack. He also said, um, shouts to the 313 St. Louis. <laughs> you know how many people from the Midwest you just pissed off? You got the people from Detroit angry. You know what I'm saying? CC was uh, there. And then you got everybody from St. Louis upset. Yo, like, those are two cities you don't want on your neck, man. Oh, my God. Well, one more thing before we start talking about the battle. I got a report here from Hollow to Don that I want to share. Uh, I want to it correctly, too. It came from 15 Minutes of Fame. Gerald McCoy was the one that sponsored this battle. Oh, salute to Gerald McCoy, man. Big salute to Gerald McCoy. You know what I'm saying? He's a battle rap degenerate. Uh, loves the culture, supports the culture in every facet that he can. So he sponsored the battle and Smack agreed to put to put on the card. Yeah, man. Salute to him, man. Always... Always adding on to the culture, but he's been funding battles since uh, since the, the PG days and stuff. And, you know, he's sponsored a lot of a uh, few of our favorite events, few of our favorite battles that have happened. So, you know, France, man, we always talk about the people who love to support in private, but never say anything, never acknowledge, never share. This man acknowledges, shares and actually puts money into the culture directly into the battler's pocket. So. Salute to Gerald McCord, man. We need more people like you in the game. Salute. Yeah, man. I really appreciated McCord doing that. You know, earlier this year on Gnome, we put up the extra 10000 or extra 20000 actually. Let me correct myself for the JC and Swamp battle. So he's always holding the battle rappers down, and he never wants the credit. Uh, but we're going to give him the flowers for it regardless because we see you, player. You holding it down. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Verb and Hollow. Real briefly, for anybody that might have never seen their first battle, I implore you to go watch their first battle. It was on it was on Street Status. It took place August 
six, I think, or August 16th, one of the sixes, <laughs> um, 2009. And it was the first time people from New York went over to St. Louis to battle. Rich Dollars battled Hitman that night and Hollow battled uh, Averb a week apart from battling Ilmac. And so, like, Hollow is kind of, like, bouncing back from this, like, losing the fight club against Arsenal, had a freestyle battle with Amzilla, just beat Ilmac, and now he's going to St. Louis to go battle Verb. They agreed to do two rounds. Um, I don't, I still don't know why. I still don't understand why. But it was one of the greatest two-round battles. Probably the money. That's probably why. <laughs> what it always comes down to. The money. That battle was amazing. The first round, Verb, like, just lost his mind. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, Hollow's done. And by the way, this is back when battles drop like round per day. So you have to like watch it like it was like a TV series host, right? <laughs> so you watch the first round of Hollow and Verb, and Verb just straight up like goes crazy. Went I can't say treatment Jesus got kill Hollow in the first round. We're like, Hollow, Hollow's done for. The next day comes out, the battle drops, and then Hollow just has this amazing second round, has a rebuttal, gained the respect of everybody in that room. Shout out to JB. Uh, JB the GOAT, the director. We're going we're gonna to talk about him a little bit later on this show, too. He is in the building for that battle. Um, so, great battle for the fans. I just want to give a quick little history lesson. If you have not watched the first one, go watch that battle. Or Herb said, Mahalo, Mahalo. Give a halo to Hollow. Uh, mm. That first battle, though, man, classic, though, man. Cla- yo, I, I ain't going to lie to you, France. At that point, I thought Verb was, like, unbeatable, son. Like unbeatable, like he, he was just on one man, and you know it's always great when you can catch people in real time, like developing their talent. And at that time, I was just like, yo, after what he did to SB, and then what he's doing to, or, you know, in this hollow battle, I was just like, yo, this dude cannot be stopped, bro. Bro, his first uh, verbs like first like five rounds against New York, those three rounds against SB and those two rounds against Hollow. They're some of the most unbeatable rounds ever, and they've aged gracefully because those those rounds are now thirteen years old, and I still hear them and I still make the scrunch face. I know it all by heart. It's it's incredible, bro. Those are the ones that people go back to, like when they want to see vintage verb, they go back to that. Bro, what verb said in the battle? He said, uh. Uh, he likes to freestyle, likes to improvise, temporize. We roll up in black tenant rides, hop out, and ninjas get paralyzed, not penalized. Large clips, enter rise, cost flip, injured guys. I beam his whole team up. Starship Enterprise. Enterprise. Ugh, I'm too cocky. has been identified. Nah, he was crazy, man. He was crazy. Yeah. The one round was no, cool, but- though. One round was cool. It was a good battle. Yo, I really enjoyed it, man. Verb actually was rapping, energized, man. And on top of that, it just seemed like he didn't try to get as esoteric in this one. It was more like, okay, let me give y'all the direct punches that y'all like. It's more like, you know, lately, it's tough, man. You've been in this game 12, 13 years. Sometimes you get bored writing the same stuff, and I get it. You know, from from the writer's standpoint, I understand that they want to continuously evolve. And sometimes you just get tired about rapping about the same stuff or saying things the same way. Sometimes you got these stubborn consumers who love to hear bars a certain way from you. And this was one of those nights where, you know, Verb decided, you know what, because I'm battling Hollow and this is, you know, uh, a, a conclusion to this battle and we're going to treat it like so. 
I'm going to give it the respect and also honor the fans by giving them what they want, you know? And that's how I felt while I was watching it. And I was like, you know what? Thank you, Verb. Like, this is the Verb that I would love to see every single battle, you know, but you're going to do what you want to do anyway. No one's going to tell Verb what to do. But clearly, he can also see from the response that that large crowd gave him that, yo, we really rock with this. And on the flip side, for Hollow the Don France, I got to say, from the beginning of his round to the end of his round, that was a perfectly crafted round. I mean, you had lyricism, you had punches, you had the wittiness, you had unorthodox stuff. And it just seemed like Hollow was really inspired. There was a certain energy that you could see within him. Like, you can see just from his movements and all that, that he was really zoned in and yo, he gave a perfect performance. And last but not least, shout out to the outfit he was wearing. He didn't say it per se, but I felt like that was a tribute to Pat Stay, just looking at it. And, you know, man, he definitely had extra energy and the extra spirit to his performance and, and his words that night. And it was it was pretty dope, man. I didn't, I, I didn't lose sight of that. It was fire. It was perfect. I feel like they had the great awareness of realizing we, we could close the door to this classic battle, but we need to make sure that we do this right. And, yeah. and the fact that they decided to do one round instead of three was the best decision they could have ever made for that. You know what I mean? And like you said, 13 years later, to still be performing at that high of a level, um, Verb came out, the crowd was enamored, Hollow came out, same same level of intensity, great back and forth from both. I love the battle. I really enjoyed it. It's arguably the best battle back and forth for the night. <laughs> Word, man. And I just got to add one last thing. It's it's great watching someone like Hollow, who is the GOAT to many, and to watch them go, you know, from the peak to going through some turbulence to some folks, you know, wanting to write him off, just saying, oh, he's not the same. He's never going to be the same. And you're watching him battle after battle. He's even asking the fans, like, what did y'all like from this? What am I doing wrong? I want to take everything into consideration. So to watch a legend work his way back up to peak form and to watch him force and will this is like, you know, it's got to be appreciated while it's happening in real time, you know, because he can easily just say, whatever, screw this. I'm hollow. I can get a bag anytime and do whatever I want. But he's actively trying to get better and he's getting better. So I got to commend him. No, man, that's a great point, man. And um Verb did say before we uh, head up to the next battle, Verb said same, some things we were saying, end quote, me and Hollow were able to come back after all these summer madnesses and do the same thing we've been doing in the past. Uh, the culture just runs through your veins. And also Verb said he has a venture going soon. He's starting his own basketball league called the Ballers Trap. Some more details okay. on the soon. So shout out to, to Mr. Cocaine Veezy, all right? <laughs> hey, man, I'm with that, man. I'm with that. Salute to him. Now, that one round to revitalize the night, right? You know what I'm saying? The, the night was kind of fluctuating. You know, the first one round, mm-hmm. it had a, Danny and Fonz let us down a little bit. And then this one round, it kind of lifted the spirit. Brought us right back up. Yep. And now, and now we get Chess and Should, part two. Oh, man. Oh, man. France, when this one was announced, I got a little nervous, man. I got a little nervous because, you know, A, we've seen what Chess's gear has been like. You know, Calico put that kid in a blender. And then when he battled Jack Boy Man, Jack Boy Man got the best of him. Not that Chess was 
bad, but Jack Boyman clearly won that one rounder. And then I'm just thinking to myself, you know, Chess always says when it's someone that I don't want or if it's a battle that I'm not that interested in, you ain't always going to get this same level of me as, you know, as opposed to when he battled easy, you know, or other people that he really wanted to battle. I said, man, I don't know about this one for Chess, but Suge lately has been taking things mad seriously and Suge has been on fire, pen-wise, performance-wise, um, dedication, just uh, delivery, passion. You can see that he's been, you know, he's found that spark again. And he's letting us know, like, yo, man, I want to be back on these big stages. URL put out the challenge to him. He met the challenge. They rewarded him. So I'm thinking to myself, yo, man, Suge is not going to play in this battle. And I I told you, I didn't think Chess was going to, you know, meet the mark in this battle. Now, I didn't think, I didn't project him to be puking and, you know, throwing up whatever was left in his stomach onto the floor, like you can literally hear it the splatter hitting the floor. You know what I'm saying? I didn't project that, but I did project that Shook was going to win this battle. And I mean, he was just dominant. He was dominant. Chess did not help himself by, by, <laughs> by puking again, man. Chess started off really good. The Me and my brother, uh, uh, me and my brother up and bagged it. The drugs we stumbled on and get us on Summer Madness fire mm. um got an elegance bar i'm tired of elegance bars can we retire these like <laughs> bars has a culture the chill code uh he had a nice little uh fake stumble uh slick little that trick. was fire that was uh, fire and that was dope and but after you actually puke <laughs> like these, these things like everything is null and void man it's null you know and I mean? void dog it was, it was literally like the Calico battle all over again. And I had said all it all over again. Before. Um, and to me, it was just a little strange to see he didn't make the adjustments from that experience. Like, I get that physically, you're probably going through something, right, that you cannot all the way control. But, like, just like in the Calico battle, at least your second round, you had some composure. and You had a great second round. You know what I mean? At that point, you had to say to yourself, all right. The coach is not going to let me rock for throwing up again. Let me save some of this content for the rest of the battle. Because it's never material, the issue with chess. That's the thing. Never, never, man. Never, ever, ever. And it's like, it's it's sad that he doesn't know why it's happening. Like, because it, it didn't happen in the easy battle. It didn't happen in the Benji Lolo battle. It didn't happen in quite a few battles. But then it does happen on others. Like, what is what is the common denominator of when it does happen? You know, is it what you ate? Is it what you're drinking? Is it lack of sleep? What is causing this? Because, man, you're one of those guys. You've got the material. I'm sure if he gets that material out and performs it how he wants to, of course, great battle. Yes, the material's there. But after you puke, it's almost like my brain cannot sit there and take anything that you're saying seriously at this point. It's like, dog, you have lost me. And you have to say, like, some of the most incredible stuff in the world to get me back. And something that's just good is not going to be enough after you've been puking three or four times in the first round. Just cut it short and cut your losses. You got two more rounds to try to get the crowd back. Let that man rap. Let yourself settle down. 
drink some uh, drink some ginger water or something like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Put some peppermint leaf leaf tea in there or something and calm yourself down, bro. Like cut your losses. I also was enjoying the timeline for this battle because Rum Nitty, <laughs> my favorite guy to follow for this event, <laughs> tweets out, gun titles need some milk. Yo, dog, the timeline was in shambles, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah. watching the timeline in real time is, oh, my gosh like yo we have no chill button in this culture at all dog and it's it's so fast and so immediate like you want to know how you're doing in this culture jump on twitter during a real live event you know and you will see exactly what the culture thinks about you in real time you know it was wild it was nuts, man. Um, I do want to say some more things about chess, but before I get to chess, I want to give make sure I give Sugar's praise because oh, I think yeah. he was on 110. The cadences that he hit, he looked extremely motivated and expired. The, I know a fiend that can light up rock and still be functional. Oh, um, my gosh, man. Sugar was in SRT mode, yo. <laughs> he was in his bag. Sugar had a lime wire bar. Sugar got the 2 0 chant. He got a leave him alone chant. He hit him with the I put a Drake on this BX bitch like Ice Spice. You know, I, I thought I was feeling you. Thought you. <laughs> <laughs> he thought I was feeling you. Um, <laughs> he, he just was, he has proven that consistency is more important than perfection. And look, I just want to say this. Every time somebody goes on a run and starts doing good in battle rap, we forget all the times they were bad. And when somebody is bad, we forget all the times they were good. And I hate that. Right. I hate when that happens because it's part of the story. It's part of what makes um, somebody's resurgence so special or somebody's decline so pivotal. You know what I'm saying? For sure, like, I mean, we got to be honest, for a couple of years, it, like, it just wasn't there. Maybe, obviously, you can blame the pandemic, the small room stuff. Like, he's more made for the stage in the small room. He has 17 losses on the app. And, and somehow, some way, he found a way to stay consistent, motivated once the stages came back out. Him and Drugs, him and Stumbles. I know those are two names that you're going to say to yourself, like, oh, Drugs and Stumbles. But no, it's, no but it's, those it's, were two clear and dominant performances. You know what I mean? It was beyond the names for Shug. He's like, it's bigger than the names. Like, I, It was about him <laughs> and his legacy. And, the, and that paper, you know what That's I'm saying? It. Because he That's said, what, and also man, knowing that if I'm consistent enough, I can get the opportunities that I hello? feel like I deserve for a very long time. Like, who would have thought that Suge would have been the performer of the night for Summer Madness? Right. Who him barking at Easy's face and Easy going, okay, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Easy was just pushing him off to the back, like, nah, you could be in the back burner one of the last battles I get to. But you do something like that, you put his little bro. And a spin like that, it's like, yo, they got to come out and see you, man. And the same thing I was saying about Hollow is the same thing that I will say about Suge. Like, he really put the dedication and time into it. Like, he's been here since day one. And it's hard to stay at that constant level. We've seen him have great moments on URL. And to see him just come back and, and be refocused and re, re-energized again, man, it's a fantastic sight because he's the original, you know, big man, so to say. You know what I'm saying? I won't disrespect him by calling him George Mikan because he got way more skills than that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's just great to see him display all those skills again. Right? 
fantastic. I love it. I'm here. Hey, listen, I got some quotes from Shug. He says, I beat Rock not once but twice. I beat Chess not once but twice. And I beat Surf. Easy is the only one left. And he had another quote today on the Twitter space a couple hours before we started recording this. I'm ready. If you are real calls, I'm writing for Easy and Verb. I want either one on the November 5th mm. card. And then Shug even mm. messaged me. Hey, can I uh, change the photo on one of the LTBR quotes? I really want to come up and change the photo. I'm like, what? <laughs> trying to get to that bag you know what I'm saying they offered me these little tens he's like yo I need these dubs I need I need these quarter pieces you know what I'm saying think about this they throw him a quarter piece he does four battles a year that's six figures off a of battle rap he can do all the other things he needs to do you know what I mean but if you at them tens you gotta do ten of them things throughout the year you gotta work smarter not harder so salute to him for putting that pen to that paper man and pushing it he's writing rhymes with a battle that ain't even booked yet. France, they had to try to pull this man off the stage and should push three or four. He pushed off twerk, Oz, all the other dudes trying to pull him off the stage. When have you had when have you seen Suge fight to continue to rhyme? Normally he's like, oh, the time limit, Jersey. You know what I'm saying? He's done. He's not writing past the time limit. But this time he had he wanted to fight to get every single bar out. He had something he wanted to prove to himself. And salute to Shook, man. I, I think I think there was um I think there was like an identity thing going on, right? For a couple of years back, like 2019, he really was like eager to like battle the pens. Uh, he battled Nitty, he battled JC, and then he was yeah, eager to like yeah. take people in their backyards or like find ways to like revamp his style. And while I appreciated the effort, it ultimately diverted him from what led him to be so successful in the first place, which is him being himself. And I feel like something might have clicked over time because even in the pandemic, which was forcing everybody to kind of have to be more pen heavy than performance heavy because there's no audience. Once things kind of got back to the nature that he knows, he said, let me just be me. doesn't matter who's Absolutely. across the stage. I'm just going to be myself and you have to deal with what Shook presents. And not for nothing, you can see what the difference is too. It's the energy and conviction being put into the rhymes and especially him knowing everything a hundred percent. You can see he's putting full energy, full conviction into his delivery and rhymes and it shows, man. It definitely does show, man. Salute to Shug. Uh, last thing on chess here before, before we go on to the last, the next battle. Um, oh I, put, I, put out a, I put out a tweet. I said, this is a chess fan therapy session. This is a safe space. <laughs> if you guys like to contribute your advice, condolences, your, you know, just express your emotions, you know. Your, like condolences. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's a bit what much, man. <laughs> He didn't get bodied though. <laughs> like, like yo, he didn't just lose, friends. He got bodied. Hey, listen, people call this potential body of the year. I got to review no, the no, 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 no. This is officially a body. Like, there's no question about this. Even though he knew his material, he still got bodied. Do you want to hear some of these responses from the chess therapy session? Let's go, man. This is what I'm here for. Let's go. Right. Do I shout everybody out or just read the messages? No, nah, shout them out. Why not? Shout out to my guy Wasalu. Says this is what happens when you get somebody on Summer Madness that has no wins for the year. Uh, Tasty Cream says Smack needs to sit Chess out and send him to the G League. 
Damn. Levy Gills probably says he's so good. He just got to figure out what's throwing, what's that throwing up situation is because he's really one of the best. <laughs> Malik number one says, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Infinite one says he's still the best writer ever, but he needs some health insurance. <laughs> uh, the Golden Ranger says, tell him to get some ginger ale and the cracker and go to, and go lay down. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh Negro <laughs> remedy responded to this thread. She says, I'm not ready to give up on him. Um, Miss Lady, uh, oh that's Tia says we call it gastro. Oh my gosh, was gonna kick my ass. Everybody's gonna laugh at me. Gastro oh, gastroenterologist. Thank you. Bam, there you go. Got that Bronx reading yard. Um, Rob says, yeah, oh, sugar, an apology. Um, and somebody says, I didn't see the battle, but just judging off this tweet, I'm guessing Chess choked that he lost, didn't he, huh? Oh, man, that's the last one, man. That, but, yo, yeah. you know what's crazy? Like, Chess will have an off year, an amazing year. An off year, URL sits him down, comes back, an amazing year. Continues, does well, and then an off year. So it's like, his stuff goes in waves, man. Like, that's a little concerning. Again, I mean, like we said earlier, it's never content. It's just execution. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah man. On to the next one, France. All right. This is where the night gets interesting. Now we get the heavy battles, the heavy gun title battles. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. All that audible. Rock said, I need to get on the stage. Yo, Rock was tweeting. While while Chess was getting killed up there, yeah. <laughs> like he's up there tweeting, I need to go. Yeah, how does Rock tell him, "Yo, please, bro, don't, don't, please, just miss my kicks. <laughs> don't puke on my kicks." That was great. <laughs> oh my god! Rock calls an audible, and Rock and Swamp hit the stage. Rock wins the coin toss. Swamp goes first, and. Mm. And uh, it's a lot. It's a, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get into this one. We're gonna get into this one. Do you want to go round by round? Do you want to? Let's do it, man. Let's do it, brother. First round. Uh, Swamp starts off pretty good. Uh, personally, me, I'm I'm impressed by his pacing because this is his second time on this magnitude of a stage. First time was on Gnome against JC. He also had a fake stumble uh, thing. And honestly, if you're a stumble prone battle rapper, the cheat code is to have a fake stumble in your material. It works all the time. Yeah. People are going um, crazy. He had a really good first round to start, but it started to taper off towards the end. Um, but what I like about Swamp is that he knows to finish all of his rounds on a performance bar because he ended his first round on a genuine performance bar and it landed. And it was like a big reaction after like a little bit of a drought and just ended the round. Really, Yeah, good I, was pretty, I was pretty surprised to see him add that performance into his, into his um, bars. And that's just not... That's like a full, you have to commit to that bar. And he fully committed and landed it. Because if you halfway commit to that bar, you're going to look crazy and it might not land. And Especially the way that crowd was geared up last night, man. He might have got booed if he ain't commit to that joint. But, yo, he committed to it. And another thing, yo, they showed him a lot of love when they announced him, bro. Like he got a lot of. He he was even on the stage earlier before he battled, and the people were cheering for him when he just got on the stage. Like they wanted to see Swamp tonight for sure. Yeah, man. To after his first round, I'm thinking to myself, "Good round." 
Like good round. Not great round, but good, good round. Yeah. Now we go into uh my man Rock. What was your assessment of Rock's first? The bone thug ball was tough. The, mm-hmm. I can't toss a lake in the swamp, but I could toss swamp in the lake. Tough. Son, son, that that right there was crazy. That one was the crazy. Rock is so good at those little flipping sentences bars, just to flip the sentence backwards and it means a whole other thing. He's so good yeah. at that. Then he had the, the fisherman boot bar with the masterful performance on it. Um, yeah, yeah. Just had so much in that first round, so much firepower, and he really, he really dug Swamp into a hole, man. A lot of ad living in that round too. Like he's really he he did the easy thing. He's punching and talking to him at the same time. I, I'm like, yo, man, there's a lot of talking going on right now, man. Like, let's get a little bit more rapid. But he's kicking his ass so good in this first round that I'm like, you know what? He's trying to get that back for chest, and he's trying to step a mud hole in, in, in Swamp, man. So let him do his thing. That first round from Tay Rock was crazy. It was explosive. It was on brand with what you know Tay Rock to be. It mm-hmm. um, was such a high-level round. It just put all the pressure back on the Swamp. And if Swamp did not have the second round that he would have, that he, you know, put on, it could have got very dark. Like, I, in real time, I'm like, Yo, the only way Swamp like gets out of this hole that Rock just put him in this deficit that he just built himself is to is to have a round equivalent of that power or better. And Swamp just did that. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you, friends. I slowly saw his soul like just starting to, to, to drift just a little bit towards the end of that first round. Like you can see the soul wants to exit. Like, it was just about to exit, and then Swamp just snapped out of it. He put that cigarette out and was like, nah, you know what? Hold on, hold on, man. Let, let me get control of this thing again. And the second round was fire. Like, he met Tay Rock, and, and maybe exceeded Tay Rock's first round, or whatever the case was. They, they, they Yo, his second round was crazy man he got that back and you can tell he knew he he could have gotten body because he was like i ain't going out like that i ain't going out like that like you know you're not gonna just kill me like that so he knew he had a bloody first round and he came back and that second was everything boy like that was that was some of madness material right there it, it was beautiful for so many reasons i want to shout out dylan you know what I'm saying staff writer on ltbo who wrote yes, it sir LTBROG. And he talked a lot about like this is like the defining moment for Swamp because we saw we got a little bit of a glimpse against the, in the JC battle. He dropped the ball in the third round, but he's winning on the app in reaction. So that lets you know that they like what they like what he presents on the stage. And when Swamp got into that, you got to go. Let the Glock explode. Pull up, stop and go. Backwards, Fonto, Optimo, Miri Tip, I'll explode, spin the block. Guitars, rock and roll, like oh, like it was, it was like whoa. And he's like, I took my mama's pistol. Asked me why, why? Because oh, mama knows mama best. Knows best. Like, Come like on, man. Between the performance, between the intensity, between having a good mix of talking and punching and angles, and mm. more importantly, the timing, right? Because like the mama knows bar, he had to pause. The yeah. he felt my buckle, but his legs but, didn't wow. like. 
another another brief pause for anticipation. The, the pristine timing is something you gain when you have a sense of feel of the crowd and you have experience, right? And Swamp has neither. Because again, like I said, this is his second time on a stage like this, his summer madness debut. So I'm just blown away that he is this calculated, right? He's this methodical. He's this cal- um, he's this, like you said, committed to the performance oh, yeah. of, of his of, of this material. This second round was an all URL round easily for me. And do I think it exceeded Rock's first round, like you said? I don't know if it exceeded it, but it definitely matched it and put the pressure right back on Rock, where it's like, oh, he met you there. He met you there. Absolutely, man. Son, if he don't commit to that rock and roll bar, it's just like another bar. It's just another, but he got in his Aver bag, <laughs> got to do the Elvis move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yo and he did the Elvis move man and, and he yo it was crazy man it was a masterful 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 round he's gonna look back at his career and he's always gonna be able to think about this Tay Rock has missed the second round and he's got one of his all time rounds maybe if not his greatest round yet maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment but he's got an all time second round versus Tay Rock though on Summer Madness. That's crazy. Look, man, Swamp, like, came into the league 2019 as, like, one of the most, like, like prominent prospects. Him and Ace, they were, the, they were the two guys that's like, oh, my God, we love these two guys. They were winning battles. They headlined really early in their career. They got to be on volume five. They kind of dropped the ball there. Yeah. Then 2020, obviously, you go to, like, the big win against Twerk. He loses to Casey and then kind of gets into the, this little rut. Right, where like mm-hmm. kind of consistent, not all the way. He's getting a little bit better, but isn't always clean. And a couple of years go by, and he's like 2019, 2020, 2021. He hadn't made a top 20 battle rapper list. He hadn't continued to headline cards. He was being inconsistent. He wasn't giving clean performances. We're like, oh, so we don't know that you, you're not living up to the potential you first had when you came into the league. And so right. at the start of this year, after the dot battle and the UM5. Everyone proved everybody wrong week after week after week against, like, you know, uh, Nitty and Fonz. He's reclaiming his spot back onto the league. And, you know, he's pulled a lot of upsets this year between the Nitty battle, the Fonz battle, and now the Tayrock battle, if you have him winning. Um, there's no more doubts for Swamp, you know what I'm saying? Swamp put on a top-tier performance. I'm ready to call him top-tier. And because we're on the pod, lad, I'm ready to say it. I'm ready to say it. What? I got Swamp as the top three champion year contender this year, man. I'm ready to say I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad ready? at you, player. I ain't mad at you. Put that in your blogs. <laughs> Word, man. But now, moving on to Tay Rock's second round, brother. Oh, man. Is this the one that it's officially being called Raccoon Gate right now? This is the Raccoon Gate. Um, Tay Rock. <laughs> Puss booed a couple bars into his battle when he asked Carolina, y'all don't got no Buffalo Wild Wings out here? What y'all eating raccoon for? <laughs> and they were no, not appreciated from that. It took them a second, too, because they were like, wait a minute. <laughs> I, think he, I think he dissed us, man. And then they just started booing. <laughs> Listen, man, like I said in my tweet, I'm going to say right here, the Carolinas don't play about their barbecue raccoon, boy. All right? Rock got slandered. Yo. Rock got booed trying to slander their most precious meal. <laughs> Yo, you were wrong for that one. 
<laughs> you lucky that tweet didn't blow up. <laughs> it it kind of did. Kind of did. <laughs> oh, they're most precious. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> nah, but check this out. I was listening to um uh to Swamp talking. He was saying like, "Yo, I told Tay Rock he gonna have to stand on all that country stuff that he was talking about." Tay Rock said, "I'm gonna stand on it." Just thinking to myself, like, yo, that's a bad idea, man. That's a terrible idea. So, you know, you say raccoon once, you know, and maybe the people could say, yo, we don't eat that stuff. You know what I'm saying? But then Rockstar's doubling down, telling them to shut the F up, you know, and he's taking this villain road. Yo, you're never going to win cursing out the crowd. Man. It's like Kid Cudi saying, you know, I better not see anything else getting thrown up here or I'm walking off. Of course they're going to throw more stuff up there. So you getting into this back and forth with them is just going to make them boo you even more. Now, at this point, is it just all fun to Tay Rock? And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy this moment right here. Take this all in, be the villain, and you know, make this a moment. Or he could have just said, you know what? All right, y'all, my bad, please. Let me just get through these next bars. They would have let him rap because they wanted to give him the opportunity. But he made the conscious decision <laughs> to go against everyone in there. And they were just relentless from that point on, man. They did it didn't matter what he said after that. It it was a low IQ move, you know. Rock is too experienced to make a mistake of that magnitude. And I mean, like, he has battles where he's actually tried to do the exact same thing a la him and, and Geechee in Philly when he dissed Cassidy. Like, you, you're not going to win. This was the exact same type of battle. You're not going to win against the crowd. And I feel like he's just sold himself to just, like, bicker with them. And it, it just, for me, it just, it's just like, bro, they, they were ready for you to win. You, you blew a 1-0 lead in this battle. Like, you had the lead because material-wise, if, if you got a chance to at least bypass the way the crowd treated him and you're trying to just listen strictly to the bars, he has the material there. The content is there to compete. Yeah, no. Listen, what this does is it takes away a clear win for you because this is just like the Geechee battle. If I'm watching the Geechee battle, Geechee had a world-class first round. Tay Rock bounced back in the second. And then in the third, you know, the Cassidy things happens. But his, if you're looking at the bars and what the material and what's written, yeah, it's better than what Geechee wrote. But at the end of the day, when you think about that battle, you think about Geechee's first round and you're just like, you know what? Yeah, Tay Rock could have won the battle, whatever. But who do I remember in this battle? I remember Geechee. Now you come to this battle and it's like, you know what? A-Rock had a dope first round. Swamp's second round was crazy. But the, the main thing that people are taking from this is going to be the whole raccoon thing. So whether Tay-Rock had the better material in the third to actually win this battle, it doesn't matter. It's going to turn out, it's going to be a great look for, for Swamp because people saw that, yeah, he does belong up there. He had a good first round a great second round, and then the third round was just, everything was just a mess from that point on or whatever. But he had decent material in the third, so he belongs. And Tay-Rock is Tay-Rock. This isn't going to stop what he's doing, but all they're going to remember from Rock is raccoons now. That's it. So it's like, yeah, in the moment it might be fun, but, you know, long term, it's like, just spit your material. You wrote good material, just deliver it properly. 
I have a couple things to say about this, right? Because Rock did win the caffeine fan vote. It was damn near split like 50-50 almost, right? He won by like yeah. maybe votes out of the thousands of votes available. We did a Twitter poll on the LTBR Twitter page, and Tay Rock is winning 52% to Swamp's 48%, that close of a margin. Yeah. thousand votes on it. And, you know, people that I respect, like Tata, you know, and on the team, a lot of the people, we did a radio roulette show after the show, a lot of people have Rock still winning. And it's because of a few aspects, right? One, they didn't like the way the crowd was treating Rock. Two, they felt bar for bar Rock was better. And three, the part we have to talk about is, you know, Swamp had a lot of bars that a lot of opponents that Rock, Rock's opponents used on him. You know, the, the ones from like, against Nitty that happened like, what, five, six years ago? I could forgive that, right? That's a five, six years old. The Daylight Battle, it's not that long ago, and it's one of the biggest battles, and that clip goes viral. So when Rock says, to, uh, when Daylight says to Rock, uh, cock shoddy, rock body, statue, and, you know, Swamp turns around and says, can't wait for the body to stiffen up and freeze. Rock is statue. It's like, hold on, man. Like, I ain't saying you 10 40, but how did you miss this? And for me personally, I, I, I could buy I could buy the idea that Swamp did not watch these battles and did not know. However, most people will not feel that way and they will discredit right, somebody right. for having 10 fours, similar bars, or stolen bars, whatever, whatever you want to classify it as. So all of those details would lead somebody to have Rock winning that third round. Right. Listen, even if you have Rock winning, which is perfectly fine, it's a debatable battle in essence. You know what I mean? It's a debatable battle. But one guy antagonized the crowd and dimmed the light on his material. You know what I mean? Whereas Swamp didn't do that and got his material out cleaner. So... Yeah, did Tay Rock win? Did Swamp lose? I don't think it really matters at the end of the day for this battle just because this whole raccoon thing just left a, a stench on this battle a little bit. and It made for some funny talk or whatever. But ultimately, they both did well. Swamp will move on. He'll get you know similar looks, and he keeps that status that he's been you know working hard to achieve, man. Salute to him. And salute to Tay Rock. He's always Mr. Consistent. I know people, I'm just giving the, the case for the people that have rock. Right, right. I, I totally the, agree I, with I, them. It's a debatable yeah, battle. Yeah. Like, I actually don't disagree with them all the way. Like, if you have rock winning the the first and the third, I think I, I can live with you saying I have rock winning the battle, but Swamp won the war. If you could just admit that, I will yeah, live yeah. Because Swamp did win the war. Swamp had under 12% on our LTBR Twitter poll. You know what I'm saying? He was an under 20% underdog yet again. And arguably left with the biggest moment, most defining moment. And, right. you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Swamp elevated, man. I want to put uh, some stats here. Swamp joins a special list of battle rappers to, to debut on Gnome and Summer Madness in the same De- year. Debut. Debut. Drop the T. Debut. There you go, brother. Yeah. Got that, got that Bronx uh education. <laughs> the two youths. <laughs> All right. Joins the list of battle rappers, uh, but not only included uh we got Midwest Miles on here, New Jersey Twerk, X Factor, John John Adon, K Shine, Calico, Hollow Adon, Sue Surf, DNA, official, recently added, Lou Castro and Easy the Block Captain. And now Swamp joins that collection of names to make a debut. Unknown ah. madness in the same year. Fire, man. That's yo, that's major. 
History. That's major, man. Historic work. And, you know, not for nothing, he's got a memorable battle. So sometimes it's good some of these funky things happen because guess what? That's forever going to be known as the raccoon battle. When people talk about, you know, you see the swamp and that rock battle. What's that, that raccoon battle? So now you got a battle with a title. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Man, um, at this point in the night, gun titles is arguably down 0-2. Mm. Mm-hmm. Arguably, arguably, you can still you can still say one one, but it wasn't a good feeling in the air for them. Nah, nah, it wasn't positive. It wasn't positive. It was either you were tied or you're losing. There was no winning at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> the main event gets pushed up, which was interesting to me because they decided to make easy and Calico go last. But yeah. Sue Surfer and JC hit the stage. And here we are, man. The battle we've been waiting for for many, 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 many years. JC is oh, one of the handful of names. They've been calling out Surf for, I want to say, at least five plus years alongside Cortez and John John. And, you know, in the span of a year, Surf has battled John John, uh, Calico, Twerk, uh, Cortez, and now JC. This is the most uh, uh, Surf has ever battled in 365 days. Wow. That man's been very active, man. Very good. Very good. France, man, this battle went exactly how I thought it would go. Mm. And when I watch battles, I genuinely want to be surprised. Like for me to visualize the battle and how it's going to go and then it go that way, it's not as fun as one would think it would be. You know what I mean? And the first thing that I notice is, you know, I notice the things outside the battle. JC is there in this huge Amiri hoodie. I'm like, JC, that's not even you. Like, he's wearing the buffs. And I'm like, you're the regular everyday guy. You know, like, I'm sure JC's not broke. Like, he battles way too much to be broke. And the cost of living in Pontiac is not that much money. You know what I'm saying? Even in a recession and inflation. So, but he's one of those guys who will have money, but just dress down, like, you know, wearing designer and all that is just not him. So to see him come out in a highlighter yellow, you know, neon hoodie and the jeans with the lips, and I'm just like, you're changing who you are, like, physically right in front of us to compete with surf. And although surf wears all of that stuff outside the ring, when he battles, he's just either wearing a hoodie or he's wearing a T-shirt. He's not extra. So it's like you're trying to match him at his own game, but you're playing a different game than he is. So automatically, I'm thinking to myself, he's already lost because he's changing who he is appearance-wise just to battle this guy. Any thoughts on that? I agree with you. Um, it just... Shout out to Quest McCody, who was on a Twitter space making fun of, not making fun of, but just, you know, just cracking some jokes. He's like, ah, man, you're not used to wearing them buffs, man. You know, because at some point, the buffs just kind of, <laughs> just kind of they, they just had a life of its own, you know what I mean? So um, when he started rapping and he's trying to move around and them buffs are sliding down and he's got to keep on, he's like, man, just hold these for me. But then he would put them on when Surf started rapping. And I'm just like, yo, bro. It's just making you look uncomfortable. It's getting distracting. Like, it's not you. 
this is not you. This is not who you are. Like, why are you doing this to yourself? To like, why? I didn't get it. <sighs> I gotta be transparent, man. I feel bad for JC, man, because you know we're gonna get into the battle, but just big picture, this was a legacy moment for him. This was a defining moment as well for him to kind of just really change a bit narrative on his career that he can't really compete with these high, higher level guys. Like JC's top tier, right? Like there's like, I wish there was like a way to just like make a picture of like the tiers in battle rap, right? Because there is a lot of top tiers, but then there's a higher level of top tiers. It is a very selective few people like Surf, like K-Shine, like Arsenal, like Clips, right? And those are all four names that JC has battled and lost to clearly. You know what I'm saying? And and personally, in my opinion, didn't even put in enough of a performance against those guys where you look at it and say, oh, you know, he, he showed he belongs. In fact, he probably showed more separation than ever when he battled those four guys. And this surf battle was a chance to kind of change that so that you can see him possibly battle Verb. I don't know if he was going to battle Lux, but, you know, the conversation could have kept going. Now I feel like those two conversations kind of just came to a complete halt. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I mean, the verb one I can see still happening just because verb is a healer. You know what I'm saying? And he'll 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 battle for that bread. You know what I'm saying? Christmas time come around and he's like, oh, man, I got to get one more in. Yeah, I'll take JC. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, one thing that you got to think about that you mentioned with those other four guys with the Clips and Arsenal and those right. guys, those are very charismatic, dynamic you know, performance-oriented guys who just, like, know how to grab that audience. And Surf does the same thing, you know. And on top of that, you know, whatever he's going through in real life, people are going to, you know, either believe everything he's saying or go, you know what, I'm going to suspend my disbelief and go with this because I'm literally watching a human movie right now. Like when Surf performs, we talk about that conviction and dedication to performing the bars. I mean, even when he's doing the Mr. Miyagi, you know, the hand fly thing, like he's acting like he's catching a fly with the chopsticks, with his hands. You can see he's acting at all like he's 100% believing in everything that he's doing at that moment. And it's very engaging. It's like watching a human movie when you're watching this dude. He's like the human highlight reel when he's battle rapping. And JC is just standing there and rapping and moving his hands around. And that's it. And it's not going to win. It's not going to win. It's just not enough, bro. You know, everybody kept saying going into this battle, pace, 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 right? Like, uh, JC has to speed up the tempo. JC doesn't rap fast enough for surf. And while I want to say I feel like JC kind of made the adjustment for the pacing of his delivery, like, I feel like he did rap a bit faster. Ultimately, still not fast enough, though. Maybe not fast enough, but like faster than what people probably would have expected him to have done. It didn't even matter because. He spent so much time on these angles that he didn't have any haymakers in those angles. Like some of the angles were good. I'm not going to lie to you. Like I personally, me personally, I really enjoyed JC's first round when he's like, grandson got to look up to JC for forgiveness. I used to think surf respond to every shot unless bullets are real, uh, stole the merch, got his hands on everything except the people who shot him, avoiding uh, this train at A like Ben Simmons. Nothing's worse than a liar and a thief and you guilty of both. Like he had 
some real direct material for surf, but like there was no defining moments in it. So when surf turns around and does the whole dance in the rain like Omarion, J Electronica, you know uh, what I'm saying? That one. It's, it, it's just it just shows a big difference. I'm not gonna front. Uh, JC had this bar I really like. He got 60 on his back, and you don't know the half of it. He didn't see it till he was 30. That was tough. But all of that got wiped away. The second surf says 30 on the nine. Chris Hansen wouldn't like us. Yo, nah, nah, that 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 wasn't the ball for me. The Which ball was, was I got a ball point two. Ooh. I could play for sure. So, friends, can we just break that one bar down, please? Like how crazy That's and sick. how perfectly written that bar was. Surf says, end quote, they try to say this is pen versus this is pen versus performance. I got a ball point too. I could have played for the Hornets. Oh, that was oh so God. mean, bruh. Bruh, that man, ball man. was tough. Come on, man. See, and here's the thing. People always say JC got a pen. Surf also has a pen. He just doesn't sit there and get as super intricate as JC gets because he knows there's other things I need to do. I need to sell these performances. I need to be electric. I need to be exciting. And I need to, you know, not be as complicated so that everyone can get what I'm saying. But I want to show you that I have a pen. And that was always the struggle of this battle. And I'm always like, listen, Surf can get more pen heavy if he wants to. But can JC get more performance heavy and deliver these bars like surf can and to me it's just like it's not going to even out you know surf's pen is good enough you know where it's at he doesn't have to try to get extra creative or extra you know lyrical with his bars it's good enough and he does everything else it was going to have to be jc who was going to have to perform at a higher level to, to win the crowd and, you know, simplify his stuff if he wanted to. And, you know, he just didn't. Yes, he sped up his bars a little bit. And I will give him credit for not stopping and ad-libbing and hyping up his own bars. He didn't do that, which definitely helped him, in my opinion. But at the same time, you can't just stand there and just rap in one place as someone who's just so dynamic. So it just, it just wasn't a good look. Uh Shout out to Q, another LTBR staff writer. He had a he had an article sure. on uh, easy to black out to Q. being one of the best writers in battle rap. And my favorite thing about that article was us as a culture, we need to break the con- the, the the boundaries and what we confine as a pen, right? Like there's so many. All these guys have a pen, technically. All these guys can obviously deliver some high level material, some more lyrical and layer than others. But the, the objective is to deliver this material for an audience to receive it. And I, I've always felt like we just we just define pen as somebody that's super layered and intricate when the reality is that, like it's being digestible is more valuable than being intricate. And so I feel surf all the time when he's like, why do I keep saying I don't have a pen? Like, is, are you as lyrical as JC? No, but it doesn't mean you don't have a pen. You know what I'm right. saying? And the gap between their pens isn't as isn't as big of a gap as it is between Surf and JC performance wise. Because like JC might have been a, a more active battler than Surf all these years. He might have a lot of lines very well written, but like you're gonna probably go to Surf quotables a lot more than JC quotables. 
what does that mean about the pen at that point? If you can remember something or quote something better, somebody else. You know, it's also it, it's it's also the, the the performance of the bars too that help these bars have a longer shelf life. Because if you can go back to it, reenact it, and and perform it in your mind, you know, you see how these TikToks work and how these you know reels work. How people want to relive these bars, like it's a lot easier to go along with it than just someone with you know very constructive writing. This is a tough loss for JC. And the worst part about it is like, I'm going to be honest. I felt like Surf, uh, his third round, he kind of just said, let's let me handle business. Let me get up out of here. Did enough to just probably edge it around. Definitely still won that round. Second Yo, round, he was I, on three letter man show saying that he was only at 75% the whole battle. Yeah, I, I was about to allude to that. He, uh, shouts to three letter man. If there was any surf that you could get as a beatable surf, that was the one, you know what I mean? Like, that's the surf that everybody probably like, damn, why couldn't I have gotten that one in front of me? Like, I would have definitely won that night. And, you know, you you don't even like it's one thing to lose to that level of a surf. You don't even make it to where like the people that ride for you can argue for it. You know what I'm saying? JC has a very loyal fan base, Vlad. We know this. Come on, and man. The disciples. Streak on that app will be cut. Son, if he still wins on that app, then his fan base is wild. It's wilder than we think they are. Man. I, uh... But you know what's crazy about Surf? You saying that, you know, some of the other guys are wishing like, oh, I wish I would have got this Surf on that night. I still feel like if he would have got whoever else on that night and they thought they were going to get the best of him, that 25% that he left on the floor... I think he could have put the pedal down to the to to the floor and really like stepped it up. Like, oh no, 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 no. I still have this 25% in the tank and I'm using all of it. So I think he's that level of player, much like you know, when you get a LeBron, you get a Kobe, and they know, like, you know what? I, I need to save some of this because I got a long career and I don't need to expend all of my energy when I'm already clearly winning. You know what I'm saying? If I needed to, I can, but I don't need to right now. That's a great point. And salute to Surf for uh, having a rolling loud performance the very next day. I mean, like the Cortez battle and the JC battle, two battles where, like, you could say he probably took his foot off the gas. But in the Cortez battle, he flew in the day of because he had a funeral to attend, like, at seven in the morning that day, then flew into the Cortez battle. So he admits that he was a bit exhausted, but he was still able to secure himself a win on 75, 80%. And, and against JC, like you said, against Drew Letterman, he was only at 75, 80%. Because the very next day he had to fly back to New York and go perform at Queens and Rolling Loud. Salute to Surf, you know what I'm saying? Headline Summer Madness and the very next day on Rolling Loud. That's not like a W to me, you know what I'm saying? That's that's the best way you get in the weekend. And uh, Surf did that, man. Surf did that. Um, I'm looking forward to see what JC does from this, you know what I'm saying? I do got some JC quotes. JC says, oh boy. Hey, this is not the room that I was in. This is a room where nobody wants to hear, but whoever they want to hear. And JC, while I, I feel you on that, Surf did kind of get booed at one point in the battle, which was weird. Um, everybody except Suge got booed that night. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I can't really buy that they, they didn't want to hear you. I feel like they, they were listening to you. 
feel like they were I feel like they were very patient with your material at certain points, but they just wanted more from you. They wanted more from you that you um, you know you didn't present to them that, that night. What else? I got some more from JC here. JC says uh, the crowd actually yelled out, "We don't care!" While I was doing personals, and I did not expect that. <laughs> no, that's just one, or that's just whatever section of people. There are so many people that are there for you, that are there for surf, that are there for the battle. You know, all together. So you got to ignore that and just keep on rapping, man. Like you crafted this material. It's not our fault that you told us that this is going to be some amazing material. You're going to beat feces down his leg. You're going to see a total, the, the, the person you've been wanting to see, the way you've been wanting me to rap. I got that all. And I'm going to give that all to you. And then you just come out and give a standard JC. Like, the, the, I, friends, I would. I gotta admit, I was, I was surprised, man. I was surprised that we got the standard JC minus the I knows every every bar I feel minus like, that. Just being generous, like below standard. Yo, I, I think his head ice material was better than this. I feel like he had more intensity for Sheed than this. This is what's weird to me. These guys wait for surf all this time. Then they get him, and they don't look like their normal selves. At some point, you got to say, maybe it is different battling this dude than they all thought it would be. It's easy to say, oh, he ain't as good as I think he is. And then when you're battling him and he's doing all that stuff, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I got enough for this. Like, it's a different experience, man. And it's, it's not by mistake this is happening like five times in a row. These guys just don't look like themselves. With surf, it's a it's obviously could be a surf thing that his his performance and electricity on the stage is just too overwhelming for them. I also think just as a as a psychological thing, shout to JB. I wanted to shout him out for this because he gave me this point a long time ago. A lot of battle rappers expend so much of their energy, motivation, and like strength on getting to the goal that when they get to the goal, they don't have anything left for the goal. Mm. You know what I mean? I hear that, man. I hear that. You know what I'm saying? I could have kept that one, JB, but I got to shout you out for that one. That was really good. (laughs) You offered the bugs, man. (laughs) So we know that you're dirty. (laughs) I love it. That shout out to the go. I love him. But, and you know, his example for that was Saga. uh, Saga. Um, There's a a lot of examples you can use for that. Um, And it all proves to be true that people kind of just like, they work so hard to get somewhere that when they finally get there, they don't have that energy it took to get there. You know what I'm saying? And Facts, I get that. Man. Facts. But, you know, life goes on. Sure, JC will be battling somebody else soon. So salute to him, man. And he's accomplished a lot. He still had a great year. And it's nothing to hang your head about. You know what I mean? Just continue to live life, man. Enjoy your family. And see you next battle, brother. There you have it, man. Shout out to Surf and JC. But uh, before, we, before we close the Surf and JC thing, there are a lot of people on our radio roulettes that had JC winning, and y'all did not pull up for the recap shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there was uh, a morning, bro. I know y'all seen that notification go out, and y'all decided just to not pull up. All right. Yo, son, his manager, NHB Mills, was like tweeting out basically something like, oh, man, we had to take that on the chin good fight, you know, we, we got to get prepared for the next one. And I'm like, 
when your manager and the guy who's also representing you in the public light is tweeting things like that, I mean, he ain't saying that you lost. You know what I'm saying? But no, he's saying that you lost. He, he ain't saying that you won either. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, man. JC looked defeated, man. I've never seen JC look so defeated, bro. Uh, bro, man. I mean, it happens, man. It happens to the best of us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he'll be yeah. back. Then we get to uh, the last battle of the night. Uh, easy to block captain versus Calico. Mm. Mr. Landslide himself, Mr. Nine Time Summer Madness appearances. Mr. I've been on Summer Madness the same amount of time. Magic Johnson's been to the NBA Finals. All right. <laughs> this is the talk different. The Golden Boy, one of the best writers, battlers, and MCs in the league right now. Man, yo. When I left, Easy to Block Captain was not this same guy, man. Like, just to watch his whole come up, it's been super crazy. Like, he's one of the moles right now. Like, he's one of those guys that's, like, got the league on his back. He's one of the faces of the league. He, you know, brings A1 game every single time. You know, the intensity is going to be there. He has a passion for it. He's dedicated to the craft. So he's everything that you want in one of your prominent MCs. He is a diplomat for the culture. And on top of that, he's doing things outside of the culture. So you always got to respect that. So to see him be where he's at now is hella crazy. And Calico was on the first Summer Madness, and he's still here. People still anticipate him every time. In fact, he's got a slogan that you associate with summer, it's starting to feel like summer madness again. Like it don't feel like a summer madness until you actually hear Cal say that on the stage, man. And to see him still performing at this level, because you know, to be around this long, you're gonna have some dips, man. You're gonna have several battles where I just don't care for them or you're just not meeting the mark that you used to. But to close the night out, he calico and easy to block captain both brought it for me, man. like strong performances from both gentlemen how'd you see the battle uh i really really enjoyed the battle on rewatch you know what i mean i got a chance to save the video watch it again i'm just watching it because like i knew before my i knew for a fact this battle was gonna have to get a second watch because they had both have such deep content they both rap so well easy's become so tailored and calico has a pocket that is appreciated by many battle rap purists you know what i'm saying i was like yo their battle was really poetic it's really competitive i'm enjoying the content that i'm listening to personally i feel like the crowd didn't receive it as well as i would have liked for them to have received it but at at some point i realized you know what forget this crowd this crowd has not been here all night and if i (laughs) wait for them to find how i feel about this battle i won't get it I'm just going to listen. And, man, when Calico had that first round, when he talked about the mixtape bar. Hold on. Can uh, we talk about how, how how the battle even started before we even get into the battle? Like, Yeah, 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 we do. We do have to talk about that. That's important. Um, so before I get into the bars, you know, we're waiting to get Calico on the stage. And you can hear Calico. He's mic'd up. He goes, I ain't coming out until they play WWE. <laughs> Like he needed his he needed his song to play before he hit the stage. Right? I think it's in his contract that they have to play it before he comes out. 
in his contract. Uh, he's done it before, and he's just waiting. He's like, yo, don't act like I'm crazy. Y'all know what to do to get me on the stage. Like, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not mad at the brother, yo. I'm not mad at him. It's in the contract. It gets people hyped. I want to promote my song, play my damn song. Like, There's no reason why the song is not queued up and ready to be played. Play my damn song. The song plays. He walks into the, he walks onto the stage, grand entrance. The song stops. And then he just goes, tonight we're going to work on his left hand. I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, we're about to talk some shit before the, before the coin toss. And we, tonight we're going to work on his left hand. So that's so, so the death. I'm like, oh, hold up. His, he just started his round? Yo, how smooth was that? How <laughs> smooth was that? It was a smack. It's like, we don't need no intros. We've been here long enough. We, we know what's going on. We don't need no intros. And for me, I was like, I appreciated it. It was a smooth introduction. I felt like the people in the building felt antsy because they're like, yo, come out already. Come out, come out. They're not right, appreciating right. So He wants to come out with a nice little rollout. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Oh. That was smooth, man. Uh, like, he took full control of that first round. And I'm like, what? Cal's ready to rap off the rip? We got something special that's about to happen in this first round here, man. And, friends, he was fire this first round, bro. Like, he was really cooking. This was vintage Cal. He had the flows. He had everything going on, man. And I was like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, and it, it was late, bro. Like, I don't know about you, but I thought things were going to start around 2 o'clock because I remember DNA and Jay Black were saying, come in around 2. So I'm a, this is like eight hours in already, man. And, you know, being a dad, son, like, it's a different kind of tide when you're getting <laughs> – like around ten o'clock, hey, bro. I believe I'm like, it. I believe I'm it. like, yo, come on, man. Like, I was, I was struggling to stay awake. So Cal definitely woke me up, man, with that first round. It was, it was off the hook. He had uh, the mixtape bar. That shit was dope. The- oh my gosh, man! He started with the duct tape. Then he had to go to the clear tape. Then they could say, "Oh, rapping mixtape was." Oh. My. Crazy. He had the crossroad video sent easy to God. You know, he had a yeah, great yeah. about oh, you're not from Philly and broke it all down. Like son, that was a you know what? That's an equivalent to like when God is saying, You're not such and such and such, and you're expecting the guy to bang his hood like immediately to show you, like, no, nah, I am such and such, and this is the hood that I'm banging. So, you know, you expect maybe Easy's going to be like, oh, I'm from North or I'm from out West or I'm from South or Southwest. And, you know, he's just like, whatever. So it's like it made him, the bar feel more effective by hope by Easy not responding to it, you know? He uh, he has some app slander. <laughs> Cal has oh some app slander. He's like, undefeated on the app, but it's against people like Chess Stumbles and Ace Amen. And he's like, all right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I like what Cal was doing that first round, man. The pockets he was hitting, the angles was dope. He, he, he the, I love Calico's first round. Loved it. Yeah. I did not like the R. Kelly bar. I, I, I could look past it. Look past it. It was a little freaky. I was like, I don't know about this one, Cal. I really don't know about this one. Can we? Can we gloss over it? And then he felt the need to explain. I'm like, no, no, no. Just keep, just keep going. <laughs> Just keep going, please. I want to forget that you said this because this round was so good. I don't want people to just harp on that moment. <laughs> forget about how good this round was. 
that was, that was strange, man. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, read the temperature, read the climate, bro. <laughs> it's okay to keep some things in the draft. You taught me that. It's okay this to keep not two, This is not 2002. <laughs> it's all right. Easy's first round. Uh, I felt like he had a lot of good content. Similar to the K-Shine battle in his first round, he's like throwing, throwing, and nothing's just like connecting. Nothing's like landing to like he hasn't he didn't get that big reaction to like late in the round that he really wanted. Like he had the dope uh hit him with a distance like a foot. I got a fetish, never did homework, but you you know the uh you know who gets you extra credit, pushing my own weight, like calisthenics. Uh that was dope. Then he had some he got some real uh Zanny flips. They don't even come to me unless they can't pick six. Calico was even like, I like that one. That was fire, you know. He liked, like, he liked them script bars, man. That's fine. He liked them. Different colored pills. I make sure my chick lit. That was lit. And this was my favorite easy bar the first round. Whatever he instilled in you should still be in you. Yeah, yeah. Tough. Really tough. But, nah, man, good first good first round from both. Um Cal, man, I think just the, the different pockets he was getting into maybe just gave him a slight edge, you know what I'm saying, for me in that first round. And, you know, the same way, like, you know, Easy was talking about the scripts and Cal was talking about, I was with a bad chick down in whatever city he was talking about. And she's an RN and she gets scripts. Like, ah, I can do this, I can do that. And it's like, you know, and then you have the random person in the crowd who was like, I did see you in that city or whatever. He was like, I ain't lying. I'm telling you, I ain't lying. And it's like, you know, it was just so on brand, so perfect timing and everything and it's just vintage calico it's what you expect from him it's what you want from him and you know just the way he started off the battle like that i you know this first round for me i had calico i was edging him the first round yeah i think that first round was super debatable uh, i'm not mad at edging it to cal on first watch i had and i only uh, seen it once and you know it was the last battle i only seen it once i definitely want to give it a second watch for a yeah. definitive answer but from what from last night i remember edging cal the first round i changed my my views on it from my first watch to my second watch because on first watch i had easy one in the first and cal one in the second we'll get into the second right now on my second watch i have cal edging the first very debatable round and I have easy okay. winning the second, a much more better margin than the first yeah, man, same here. And it, it, it all comes down to the third. And even with the third, I felt like, you know, material for material-wise, like, it was fairly even. So for me, I didn't have a definitive winner in the battle. I just thought, you know what, to end the night out, you know, both guys brought it. We got three full rounds and, you know, good material on both ends. And good battle, man, real good battle that I definitely want to watch again. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, people have to realize, too, not every battle is going to be a barn burner, you know, instant classic, whatever, whatever. But as long as both guys are, you know, being themselves and bringing you the material that you expect from them and their hardcore supporters can walk away and say, I'm satisfied by the material that I heard that night. I have my guy winning. And same thing with the other guy. Well, I'm satisfied with what my guy brought. And I have him winning. That's all you can ask for in a battle. I felt like they both brought that. Like it was good material for both both rappers. But I really enjoyed the battle, bro. Um, let me see if I can find it here, man. Because 
I got some really good easy stats, man. So on the app, right, out of Easy's 11 battles, five times out of those 11 events, he was the statistical performer of the night, which leads to him being wow. battle of the So if you're shooting at like a 50% clip of battle of the night, you have an extremely high standard for yourself. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so yeah. I feel like, I feel like there's people that I don't want to say they were feel like they were underwhelmed. They probably just say, "Ah, oh, I've seen better easies." But you got to think to yourself: if Easy had Battle of Night Gnome Eleven, Summer Madness Eleven, uh, Gnome Twelve, like you know how hard it is to have Battle of Night one time at those events, let alone to have it three times in a row. Like it's okay if you don't feel like he had the best battle, best performance of the night. Um, I love this third round. The had the white people racing back so bad. That's how I knew my Formula One. Mm. Uh, you inherit the life you uh you inherited the life you talk on. I made my team as soon as I walked on, put straps on the mm. wizard like put arenas. Uh one day we got bored and my mother had to put money on our books for four. Whoo! Yeah, uh Mook your uh uh I forgot how he had the mook shot, but he was just like uh uh son son, I forgot how he rhymed it, but he was like mook your career on the treadmill, I'm up here burning cow. Like it was a great shot at murder. Yeah, the bar that rhymed it but uh listen man i i still really enjoyed easy's content he is one of the best battle rappers in the world right now for a reason and i'll say this much goods ain't do it shiny <laughs> didn't either vlad i don't think Kyle didn't either I, I know for a fact i'm willing to bet everything on it that when this drops statistically cow ain't do it no oh, <laughs> I, mean, I hear you statistically, but I think realistically, it's yeah. going to become uh, a battle of preference. And yeah, no, you know, I, I think it's, it's just going to come down to preference and flows, really. Like, oh, no, I like the way easy flows or whatever. Like, oh, okay, cool. I got him winning. No, no, yeah, no, I, I like definitely the way Cal flows. I got him winning, you know? 100, 100% agree. I think it's debatable. If anybody has Calico winning, I'm not even going to argue with you. We had a Twitter poll up. It's still um, 11 more hours to go on the poll, but it has 1,500 votes. It's 60, yeah. 69% easy, 30, 31% Calico. So 70, 30 is like the slight debatable margin where it's like not all the way clear, but there's some argument for it. And again, like I said, if you have Cal winning, I'm not mad at you. But at this point, now that easy's on this, 11 and 0 streak, this undefeated app streak, everybody is chasing to put that zero to rest. You know what I'm saying? And so the right. longer the zero keeps on living on that app record. <laughs> uh, right. Cause I mean, to, to, to knock that, see, the thing is like, people really love him at this point and he's still performing and he still cares. Right. So you have to have a clear and dominant performance in order to deliver that first loss and this wasn't a clear or dominant performance from Cal so I hear you man statistically go on to win and you know fine and dandy but I just think you know just realistically with a real set of eyes and and judging the battle like a real human being and not a bot like this is a debatable battle that you will enjoy watching so when it drops again definitely give it a second watch man and enjoy it yeah I'm not gonna lie like I said on my second watch I switched my opinions on the first two rounds, and I do feel like my vote goes to easy. I feel like it's a little clearer in my opinion for easy, but because I know that I switched my opinion on it from my second watch, that means it's debatable. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. exactly. If I change my mind on a round after a second time seeing it, that means somebody might have not gotten a chance a second time seeing it and be stuck with that one opinion. 
So there you go. There goes the debate. And it's you know what? Look, it's okay to have the what's what's the shame of having a debatable win because it's in your favor? A debatable win against Calico. There's nothing, ain't nothing wrong with that, bro. That's great. Nothing wrong with that. Listen, man, and people go back and watch debatable battles more than they go back and watch clear, you know, ass whooping. So nothing wrong with that, man, at all. A little bit of a comparison to Easy's run to Geechee's run. You know, Geechee, at some point, like, he was winning a lot of the battles. And then at one point in time, like, from, like the Arsenal battle and on, Arsenal, Chess, uh, Tay Rock, Surf, and then moving forward from there on out, Chilla, Eclipse, the list goes on, Ill Will, John John. Those battles are not clear wins for him, but they're not clear losses. And once right, he built exactly. it for himself to get to that point where he's battling those names, like, as long as you don't clearly lose to them, and you will please your and you appease your fans, like so that matters. Got the W, keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? So and in easy, in, in the easiest case, now there's an app record going on. As long as they don't put a, <laughs> they don't put a one next to your <laughs> to your wins, keep it going. <laughs> Shall I keep it going? Very may do it. Cali <laughs> <Can I> do it. <laughs> hey, you know, oh, I, I, can, I, I this is a great year for Easy, man. Battle Verb, Battle Goods, Battle Calico. If you tell me your next three battles are those three guys and you arguably don't lose, and two out of those three are, perform- are battle or performance of the night or the most statistically viewed battle, like, that's a fucking win. That's great. Oh, man. And kudos to him. Like I said, man, he's been in the game for a minute, so to see him reach this level of superstardom is amazing. All you got to do is put in that grind, man, and have that luck on your side also. And anything could happen in this culture. Like, it's bananas at this point. Hey, look, for the first time in a while, man, he's not the, the leading story after an event, you know? Swamp, Shug. It, it happens, man. It it, happens. It's okay, man. It's it, okay. You know what I'm saying? That's like, life. That's life. Like, yo, I really hope that these guys expect, like, they're, they're always going to be the hottest trending thing every single time like that's not realistic you know what i'm saying so go in there have good fights give people something to talk about come back next time and deliver again yo. it's very 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 difficult to have battle of the night on these cards having battle of the night on these cards damn near cements your legacy because you will always be remembered in the summer madness and gnome history for having the performance battle of the night or body of the night right one of those three things something of the night and when you have it multiple times consecutively, may I add, it's okay if you don't have it one time. There's nothing oh, absolutely. wrong with it. Yo, France, man, you know what I've noticed? Like, I know that the Summer Madness is supposed to be like the WrestleMania for, for battle rap and all that. But the gnomes always seem to be the ones that deliver the home runs uh, as opposed to the Summer Madnesses, man. Like, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like you get more out of the gnomes just like quality-wise from the battles when the event is over, when you're reflecting back on it, like versus Summer Madness? Like, how's it been for you the past few months? I look at it this way. Gnome and Summer Madness is, is uh, you know, one's uh, one's WrestleMania and, you know, the other one, like, it's, 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 diff- it's two Summer chips. Slam. You know what I'm saying? Two, two, two chips, different jewelry, right? So they're both illustrious things to have under the belt. I do think you can make the case that Gnome has more quality over Summer Madness. But then when right. you go look at URL's leaderboard, like their top two highest view battles come from the Summer Madness series. Like Surfing, Hitman, Luxon, Clips. Um, so I just feel like Summer Madness has that allure forever, 
even though Gnome actually may have more quality than Summer Madness. Yeah, Gnome as as an event itself, I feel like overall has had like the better events. You know, so every once in a while, Summer Madness will win out. Like when they went out to London, the year where they did the two Summer Madnesses, both were fire. I got to give them that credit. But man, overall, like Gnomes have been crazy, man. Like even the last one compared to this Summer Madness, still, you know, ekes out quality wise and stuff. So just keeping an eye out on that, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, but you know, before we, we uh close up shop, right? We did get a big announcement. Oh, 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 yeah. Geechee versus Mook. Geechee versus Mook going down in Belize. Do you believe? <laughs> Do you believe? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out to B. Shout out to Ball Man Beanley for being mad petty. Yo, can you hear your man say? We don't just talk about the culture. We create it. <laughs> hey, a damn. You know what I'm saying? They, they're going to do what they got to do, but they put on another banger, November 5th, Gigi Gotti versus Murder Mook. Now, this is not me reporting. Please don't aggregate. Don't quote me. This is just me, France, speculating. I think, again, Disclaimer, I'm just speculating. I think this may be a Drake-affiliated card. And I only say that because it kind of makes sense. Like, Drake had Geechee and Lux, Geechee and Mook. Maybe. I don't know if he's involved or not. I'm just just guessing. I don't know. You know me, man. I prefer to just, like, be surprised like everyone else. Although that never seems to happen. (laughs) Because I'll wake up at, like, 3 in the morning. Yo, check this out. I'm like, oh, man, I read this why you said this? But no, nah, man. Um, I don't know, dog. Like, I, I got to keep it funky. Like, Mook on a big stage has had a terrible track record. I know that the material he writes is good. I know it's good. But something happens when he gets on that big stage. It just doesn't translate. Battle versus Rock, masterful. I mean... What more can I say about that battle? It was a it was a master class, but him on a big stage is always left, except for him versus Verb, but that wasn't even a big stage. It was like 200 people at most, you know, and it was his return. It was in New York City. We wanted to hear it, and it was a good battle. You know what I'm saying? But when you got the these big, big, big rooms, he just always falls flat, dog, so... I don't know, man. It's difficult for me to be excited about this battle right now. I hate to say that. Well, I I, I share the enthusiasm as far as being skeptical of Mook on a big stage. I, I do want to give Geechee the praise for, in a span of 365 days, you battle Loaded Lux, Holodon, Disaster, and Murder Mook. Like, you battle somebody's Mount Rushmore in a year. Yeah. You know, man, this is... He's been that guy, man. He's been that guy. So, you know, salute to him. I'm glad that he got another legend plate. There aren't too many guys who get to battle these guys. So no matter what, at the end of the day, that's still murder moot. You know, like you can't take away his legacy, what he did for the game. He helped build this game, you know. So it's always major respect. I I, want to see Moot finally give us this big stage performance that we haven't seen. And that's the only feather left to put in his cap is to really deliver a big stage performance that we all 
you know, undeniably say, yes, that's the performance we've been waiting for. We haven't gotten it yet. I'm hoping we get it for this battle. August 30th, about a month ago, he had an interview with Hip Hop Is Real where he had some, he planned to see for this. And, I, you know, I read between the lines a little bit on it. And I'm going to read this quote that he said a month ago. Um, My next battles could be surf, easy, bridge is always on the table, but to keep it a bean, it's supposed to be me and Geechee. But look how finicky the battle rap culture is. Hollow did what he did with Geechee, and now everybody's acting like Geechee and Geechee, and that's corny and whacking this culture. We only care about what you've done for me lately, and y'all acting like Geechee Gotti should sit down. He's still legendary, and for God's sakes, he battled Hollow the fucking Don. Now, when Murder Mook is giving Geechee all this props, I'm like, yeah, you know, he's right. He's probably saying this so he could also say it about himself, the way to treat him. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> a little too that. much praise. We got a lot of mental games. No, but I remember um, I was at Born Legacy, I want to say seven, down at Tampa. And um, yes. Yes. Luke was there. Hitman was there that weekend. Everybody, because they were also filming some promos and stuff. But no, Mook genuinely pulled Geechee to the side and was like, yo, it was the first time that he met him. And he, he specifically wanted to tell him in person, like, yo, you're one of those guys, man. I really mess with you. You know, you, you're one of the new guys that came along and really gave me, you know, in, I don't want to say inspiration, but he gave him all his props. You know what I'm saying? And he let him know that he's one of those guys. So the respect factor is there for Geechee Gotti. So, you know, he's not going to come to play. Whatever happens on that big stage happens on that big stage. But I know that you know, he's taking this battle super serious. So I'm like, all right, man, I'm here for it. I'm hoping for the best. One more quote from that same interview in August. Murder Mook ends the interview saying, when I get in front of a big crowd, may God be with you. All right, man. All right. Listen, I, no, I got to see it. I got to see it to believe it, man. He, he's been it. humbled as of lately, though. He definitely has acknowledged that he has not been good on the stage. And that's the first step. And I feel like he he knows that that's part of his legacy that he's leaving off behind. Like, I have not rocked the room. Like, yeah, you can say stuff like Lux might be declining. Lux, Lux got the cow battle and one of the great battles. He got two joints. He got two. He got the joints. cow and the hollow joint, man. Those are two big room joints that he rocked and it's cemented in history. Three, Reed got a few. The Rex battle, the chess battle, Iron obviously has the nitty battle. He went to King of the Dot. I got a few good ones. Like everybody from your class, Mook, all the DVD pioneers, all got some great big stage work except you. You know, you'd be lucky on Total Slaughter, but it's, it's not a great battle as far as back and forth replay performance, but it's a dominant win. So we're looking for that one performance where he just rocks the room. And will it be Geechee Gotti? I don't know that it will be Geechee, but I know that he is aware that he needs to provide that. Facts, man. Facts. So I can appreciate the awareness there. Humble Mook. Um, I just, I'll be paying close attention to all his interviews along the way because I remember before the Reed battle, he said, well, we got to worry about performance on stage. I'm just like, (laughs) oh, man. Here we go. But maybe he's changed. Maybe he's changed his tune, and I'm willing to, to hear it out. Uh, I still got hope, man. I still got hope. So let's see. I know Harlem still got hope. Harlem. <laughs> Facts, man. Oh, right, man. man. France. That was it, man. Summer Madness 12 player. Yo, man, before we get out of here, I definitely got to tell you, man, I'm proud of where everybody has taken LTBR too, man. I see that we are 
the biggest battle rap platform on Twitter. And I mean, you are almost at 24K now. And it's not just the numbers, but it's also the impact. I see anytime something gets dropped, like, you know, this is the go-to source, like where everybody comes and checks things out. And, you know, we got Let's Talk Battle Rap.com live again and the articles and stuff, man. So just continuing to take this battle rap journalistic thing, man, super serious. And we want to provide that content for you guys, but you know. We want to provide it on a, on a higher level. So for everyone who's always been tapped in, man, thank you for rocking with LTBR. We have some of the greatest supporters, some of the greatest minds that tap in. And just, you know, everyone who contributes on staff and stuff like that, man, just salute to everyone because everybody brings something to the game to make this thing what it is. And I'm just looking forward to, you know what I mean, being back every week and contributing and taking this thing to the next level. So. You know, this ain't a one-and-done joint, man. Your boy is back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm just looking forward to, to, to continuing to provide y'all with good coverage. And, yo, man, rock it out, man. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, when we started, we were just a, a simple audio show. You know what I'm saying? People really weren't on iTunes or Spotify or really there weren't any Battle Rap podcasts out at the time. A few people like Battle Rap Resume and others, but, like, it wasn't yeah. a lot. It was like We were pretty much dominating that market. And things have just changed so much like the last four or five years. Like everything is so fast paced. Everything is content based. Everything is live stream that we kind of grew away from giving our hardcore audience that love to just listen to us. They love to listen to this deep analysis, conversation, uh, audio format, long audio format, uh, style of content that like it's so glad and it's so good to be back. It's so refreshing to be back. And this is ideally like I'm living the battle rap dream. Like I'm able to do <laughs> my partner, hey, my man, my main, my main, my main man. Like, <laughs> editorials. Um, I'm able to be compensated greatly for it. And I feel like I'm a battle rap ringer staff, but I created it. You you, you created it with me. We created this. Oh, yeah, man. You know, man, we, we had so many visions for everything and just to see things coming out to fruition one by one. It's a great thing. And just to let everyone know, we have even greater things coming, you know what I'm saying? One thing at a time, but just continue to enjoy the content, man. And hit us up, man. You know, hit us up on Twitter, LTBR Podcast. Um, and just let us know any of your thoughts, any questions, any things you want from the show. This is y'all show, you know what I'm saying? So we just here to service the people, man. So it's just good to be back. Can't wait to hear from everybody, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, we're going to be here weekly, dropping on a Monday morning. So, you know, lock us in, man. Subscribe on whatever audio platform you're listening to this on. Let your friends know the boys are back. This is dropping every Monday. And sometimes we might have two or three joints during the week. You never know. You know? Hey, you never know. So, so, yeah, man, we're back, man. I'm happy to be back. Lance, I miss doing this with your player. You know what I'm saying? We started from the studios. You know what I'm saying? And now... You know, we're back, man. This is a this is a real thing, man. We're a force to be reckoned with. So I'm just happy to come back, man, and claim our spot. You know what I mean? Yo, man, it's lit, man. I'm ready. All right, player. Peace.